five seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hole. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. What up? Here we go. Off and running with you on this Thursday. I'm Matt, who uh, sometimes I'm confused with the original Chia Pet. That's true. Sometimes from the right angles, you might think that that's what you're seeing. But instead, it's me or the back of my head or the top of my bald head. See what I mean, Ghost Pepper? Every now and then I am listening in to the end of the gridiron. I enjoy that. So I heard your, I heard the comment about your text. There you go. There you go. I hope that made your day. <laughs> I'm Ch- I, Chia Pet. I mean, Matt. In the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team. At Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. We stay connected to you here on the show because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire. Customer inspired. Beaver is here today. Let's talk to him right off the bat. Yesterday, I waited way too long. Beaver, how's your day going, man? Matt, it's going pretty good. Uh, today, you know, Wednesdays are the long days. Right. Mm-hmm. Wednesday's my 12 hour day. Uh-huh. So today's just a normal nine hour day. So, so I'm doing well. Wednesday really is hump day for you in terms of getting over the hump. Yes. And I did once again dance. To your song yesterday <laughs> i've caught myself mainly what i do is i dance in the chair right yeah. mm-hmm. which is not really dancing but even my dancing isn't really dancing right but so basically what it is anytime you play the humpty dance it's just a series of shoulder leans that, right okay i <laughs> gotcha kind of swaying back and forth yes. just good old-fashioned swaying <laughs> you know which uh you know dancing that way is kind of like golf uh, you can do it when you're older. <laughs> it's something. It's an activity you can enjoy in your 70s. <clears throat> is the good old fashioned sway. All right, so we're off to a good start. That's what's up with Beaver. We'll check in with him later. Um, you can be a part of the show. He's here. I'm here. Most importantly, you're here. Including, let's see, on Facebook, people watching the live stream on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Derek says, Hail State from Leaksville, Mississippi. Anybody know where Leaksville is? Educate me. Tom says he's listening in. Oh, listen to this, Beaver. We have a pirate on the show. Oh, yeah. Tom says, Hail State from Pearl, Mississippi. You know, I'm not, I'm not I mean, Derek said Leaksville, Mississippi. Uh, Tom said Pearl, Mississippi. You know, some of these, we don't even have to put the MS after it. We just know. Like, if you say Pearl, I'm not going to accuse you of being in Pearl, Alabama or Pearl, Georgia. We know it's Mississippi. Uh, like this, LaShawn says, Hail State from Grenada. You hear Grenada, what do you think about? Grenada, Mississippi. Stacy, 
is watching the live stream and listening today in Meridian. So hey to everybody, however you're tuning in. Let me remind you real quick that uh, you can text me. I'd love to get your text throughout the show on the country please and text line. It's 885-ESPN. That is a 601 number, 885-ESPN. If you need the number itself, it's 885-3776. Also, give me a shout. Let me hear your voice today. Call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson. Highway 51 in Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. Here's the number to call. Okay, so see if you can remember this. Commit it to memory. Memorize it. 995-1059. Makes sense, right? Because uh, we're broadcasting live on ESPN 105.9 The Zone, Jackson, Central Mississippi, WRKS. So 995-1059. Patrick hit us up. He's the first text on the show. He says, makes that two listeners from P-Town. He says, Hale State also. So we got a couple of folks in Pearl hanging in there with us today. Paul uh, is in L.A., he says at the beach. So I'm assuming that's Gulf Shores as in lower Alabama. Now, that was his comment over here on the Periscope. Yep, that's it. He confirmed it. Lower Alabama. Thanks, Paul, for watching on Periscope Twitter. Y'all follow me there and check out the live stream. It's at Radio Wyatt. Derek um, telling me that Leaksville, about an hour from Hattiesburg. And um, Ronnie, hey to you. Thanks for tuning in on Facebook. He's in Kosciuszko. We pretty much got all of our bases covered, don't we? Yep, it sounds it like it, you know, in all these different places. People just tuning in. Isn't technology great? You know, it's, it, that's one great thing about being on the zone is the, the radio signal is so huge. But even if it doesn't quite get to Hattiesburg, we got people in Hattiesburg on Facebook. That's the way it ought to be. Hey, I just got a text that gives me the reason to hit Hale State on the button over here. Yeah. Micah in Texas says, can we all welcome Ron Polk back to the premier university in Mississippi, Hale State? How about that? You see that news yesterday? Ron Polk, former baseball coach, legendary coach, the stadium's named after him for Pete's sake, including the Ring of Honor, is coming back to the university. He's going to be a part of the staff off the field, not a coaching staff, but university, what, athletics department staff uh, type of job at Mississippi State. Really glad that, you know, that that he is where he decidedly belongs, which is in Starkville at State, State doing something, kind of representing, being an ambassador, having a few different roles. Um, I, I think it's a voluntary thing on his part. That's my understanding is it's kind of a voluntary thing. He's coming back and, and he's not asking for money, uh, coming back, going to do a lot of different things. My hope is that next spring when state baseball kicks up again and you start watching games on the SEC network and SEC network plus and like on your phone and. My hope is that he's involved with that and maybe on those broadcasts. Can you imagine getting to watch a Mississippi State baseball game with Ron Polk commenting on the game? I mean, can you imagine? It would just be phenomenal. So anyway, really cool to see him back. No doubt about it. And uh, Jason texts me, says, hey, I'm listening out here in Flagstaff. 
Arizona. That's my best Charlie Pride impression, y'all. That's the best I can do. Um, and real quick, a question here before I get into some football news for you. I got a text from Walking Bully that says, Matt, did you find an antibody test yet? I, uh, I have not gone through with actually trying to get it set up. But the day we brought it up, Walking Bully, somebody, and I don't think it was you, I think it was somebody that was actually watching on Facebook from my hometown of Tupelo who commented and said, hey, you know, you can do this and it costs this much. I, I just never actually followed through and, and lined it up. So um, I definitely want to go get one, though. And I honestly don't care what it costs. I think it'd be worth it to know one way or the other. But I have a strong suspicion that I went through it. Brandon on Facebook says, I'm glad Polk is back. Didn't like see him get close to retirement at another school. Uh, he always comes back. Yeah, you know, the whole Ron Polk ring of honor. I think that's something that he's about to take complete control of, too. Which is really cool. So anyway, we'll get more details on that. And speaking of, and it gives a nice little plug here. Uh, coming up in about an hour from right now, about one hour from right now, Chris Lamonis, head baseball coach, Mississippi State, is going to jump on the show with us. And I just want to ask Chris, uh, uh, well, and now that we have the news, obviously about how cool it is for him to have Coach Polk back in town and on campus all the time, but also I want to get educated on this impact of the Major League Baseball draft being shortened they're going to do just five rounds. What does that actually mean for a college program like Mississippi State? So I'm going to try to figure that out coming up. All right. How about a little college football news? Are you for it? I know you are. I know you are. Let me know what you think about this. I'm coming back to your text in just a sec. Text me, call me, tweet, comment on Facebook, Twitter, all that. Here it is. I'm going to start you off. i got several things that are clues. And, and these, you know, unlike the bad news, these aren't blues clues. These are silver lining clues. I really do believe it. West Virginia president. The president at University of West Virginia said yesterday, there will be college football in the fall. This guy's name is uh, E. Gordon G. What a name. Dr. E. Gordon G. Say it five times fast. Here's the quote that he gave in an interview with, who was he interviewing with? Was it local news? I think it was maybe their local, yeah. Their local news station there in in West Virginia. But here's the comment in the interview from Dr. E. Gordon G., president of the University of West Virginia. We are going to play football in the fall. I I really do believe that, even if I have to suit up, um, uh, you know, and I've got my ankles taped. I'm I'm ready to go in. But I think that, again, with everything, we're going to do it based upon what is safe, what is healthy for our fans, what is healthy for our student athletes. But I do believe that we will play football. We will play football, even if I have to suit up. Now, uh, that's hyperbole. But that's the quote. 
he was kind of joking on the if I have to suit up part, but it's optimism, okay, from a guy who is a president at a Power Five university. Now, we could speculate all day long that when we hear stuff like that right now, it's merely leaders being positive, trying to make people feel good as long as they can. Some people believe that. I think there's more to it than that. That's what I think. Same time frame. This uh, was posted at 24-7 Sports about an hour ago. Brandon Marcello. Y'all know who Brandon is. He used to be a Mississippi State beat writer for the Clarion Ledger, and then he moved over into Alabama, started covering Auburn for the major publication over there, uh, eventually moved into the uh, internet world you know, with 24-7 and has moved up the chain. He just recently got promoted to like a national college football writing position with 24-7 sports. I, I, I think that's right. I, I could look at the job title. Anyway, y'all know who Brandon is, and he posts this just a little bit ago, that the SEC could be close to welcoming student-athletes back on its 14 campuses. The conference's presidents and chancellors will vote on May the 22nd whether to allow players to return to their campuses and begin training for the upcoming season. That is according to LSU Executive Deputy Athletic Director Verge Osberry. What a name. We've had E. Gordon G. and now Verge Osberry. Osberry said this today during a presentation at the Louisiana Economic Recovery Task Force. Now, then it says, Brandon, he wrote, the SEC did not immediately return a message seeking comment. So he, this guy, who's a deputy AD at LSU, is speaking to a Louisiana Economic Recovery Task Force. Brandon, being a smart reporter, tunes into it. I'm sure he did it online somewhere. Here's this quote. Whether he was supposed to hear it publicly or not, <laughs> he hears this quote that, hey, we're going to actually vote on May the 22nd whether we want to bring these people back on campus or not in June. So he goes with it, publishes that, reaches out to the SEC for comment, and says the SEC did not immediately return a message seeking comment. Now, it could have just been he missed them. But it also could be the SEC going, dadgummit, we were kind of wanting to keep that under wraps just a little bit until we could actually vote on it. <laughs> That's one theory, and, it, and I've seen and heard that kind of stuff a lot. You know, stuff will sneak out there when they don't necessarily intend for it to. I saw another story. This is at USA Today, okay? And this is a, a national writer for USA Today that covers college football, Steve Berkowitz. Uh, he gathered information on a couple of different fronts, different conferences and all, but there's a Mississippi State tie in his article. As Okay, the title of it, or, or the, um, the headline was, College Football Leaders Have Ideas on How to Keep Players and Fans Safe in the Fall. Okay, so the entire thing is written about, you know, p doing some interviews and picking up nuggets around the country of some of the ideas that are floating around that will be different, that might limit the number of fans, it may have to be apart, and, but how to keep everybody safe because they're doggone for sure going to bring football back, right? Um, I wanted to try to find this because there was a Mississippi State official that was in the article. He talked to people from Iowa and different schools all over the place. He said um, Mississippi State athletics officials are in the process of acquiring pay systems 
that they can use not only at the football stadium, but also at other venues. He's quoting here Deputy Athletics Director Eric George at Mississippi State, who said that this was probably going to happen soon anyway, but the pandemic, quote, adds a sense of urgency. He says the mantra is reducing so-called touch points and increasing efficiency of traffic flow. The quote here from Brooks, if you have reduced capacity and have all the concession stands open, he says, now you can manage, meaning the, the flow without people getting shoulder to shoulder and being stacked up in line and you don't have room and right more people than you can serve and kind of cramming it in there, plus ways for people to pay for stuff without having to touch anything. You know, Beaver, y'all had a great time on a gridiron, didn't you? Talking about these different inventions and like, um, what's the, um, what do you call it? Infomercial products? Yeah. Have you seen the one floating around? I didn't even see this on TV, I don't think. I, I think I saw it online, but there's this thing people are advertising. It looks like one ring of a brass knuckle, but you put it on your key ring and it has two or three different uses, including like you can grab a door handle with it to open the door handle without actually having to touch the door handle. You can, you use it. Oh, it also has a thing on it that's magnetic with a soft little deal pointed. So if there are any touchscreen things anywhere, like at a gas station or a, an ATM, you can use it for that. It's like a tool that, connects you to all these things right now you have to touch, but you don't actually have to touch it. I'm thinking about getting one just to try it. I don't even know yeah, what you call it. There is a, uh, I saw it last week, and that's only because there's there's a bro who he's actually, he's a friend of me and Jake's because, you know, me and Jake, we're, we're, best, we're best traveling buddies. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we, we have it. He texted, he's in this text group that we're in. And he texted us and said he had just ordered one for him and his wife. But the only thing, like he showed a picture of it, and I only knew that it was for the, for the, the like the gas station. I didn't uh, know it had all the other uses. That's yeah. neat. I, I, the one I saw, I saw a person, you, you use one end of it to put your finger through the hole, and you can use it in one way where it'll reach out and grab any door handle to pull the door open so you don't have to touch it. It had the soft touch thing where you could also use it on like an ATM. Anyway, um, I'm going to see. You, you, I mean, it, anything like this opens up opportunity for smart people. That idea, that quote of smart always wins, it's true. And I want to pass this along. I got like one minute to make sure you're aware of this. If y'all don't, if you're a state fan and you don't, you need to follow Joel Coleman, Joel T. Coleman. He is now working for Sports Illustrated that is now under the Maven Company umbrella. And they have a, a dedicated Mississippi State Sports Illustrated site called Cowbell Corner. He just took that over and he's writing for them. And he published a piece today at SI where he interviewed three local doctors, a pulmonologist, with 12 years of experience, an ophthalmologist with 18 years of experience, and an anesthesiologist with 11 years of experience. I'll just give you a taste of it. The first thing he did is he asked them all the same question. 
In general, do you feel like it would be safe to have fans in the stands for a football game at Davis Wade Stadium this fall? The pulmonologist said, as a physician and as a human, I think, yes, it would be safe. I think that there will be people that shouldn't, depending on the way things are, maybe certain people or groups shouldn't come. He's talking about people who are sick. He said, but I think for the general population, in my opinion, it would be safe to have football. That's a that's the pulmonologist. The ophthalmologist said, yes, based on what we know, I think it's safe. I think there will be people that should self-limit, but I think that's up to them whether they do or don't. Then the anesthesiologist answered by saying, I think on the trajectory we are going at this point, I do think it is safe. I think things definitely could change. He said, uh, I'm worried about deaths. If you look at this curve, it even kind of shows it itself. It comes up and it's already kind of going down as a country. So if you want to read through their answers, when I saw that three local doctors, you know, all of them over a decade, a decade and a half of experience and right off, all three of them said, yeah, I think this fall it's going to be safe to have football with fans at Davis Wade Stadium. It kind of surprised me to see that same answer from all three medical people. It may have you too. You want to read the rest of it. Joel did a nice job writing it. Give him a follow. Joel T. Coleman. If there aren't fans there, what are the TV broadcasts going to do? I'm going to give you one idea that a very notable person in television says it is a done deal. And I just wonder how you're going to feel about it as a fan. I'll tell you the details coming up. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Stay with me. Sir, turn your mic on, Matt. Yes, sir. Back on the show. What's up? Lots of great text to get to. Going to do that. Y'all call me on the Divinity phone. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. I'm happy to send you their way. Stood out there in my yard this morning. Mowed half of the front yesterday with a push mower. Got another half of the front. A big hill over here. A big slope to do. Maybe today or tomorrow. Thought to myself, buddy. If I had one of those big Kubota zero turns, you know where the deck on that thing is about as wide as a small SUV? <laughs> it would take me no time to mow this. I just keep on tiptoeing closer. I'm cheap, and I just keep on tiptoeing closer and closer to talking myself into that. So it won't be long, Jonathan. I know you're listening. Jonathan up there at Divinity. Jonathan McMillan at Divinity in Madison on Highway 51. I know you're listening. It won't be long. Like that monkey who sat his tail on a railroad track. It won't be long now. Uh, Walking Bully on the text line at 885-ESPN tells me Trust Care in Madison has the antibody test for 50 bucks. Might drive my butt down there just for that. I got to go somewhere, man. I'm absolutely losing my mind. I got to go somewhere. Might go to Madison, just get a test, and drive back home. Three hours. <laughs> Two and a half. Anthony from Tupelo says, uh, 
that if I find out up here, he wants uh, one also. So I'm going to find out. Reservoir Dog, you're right. When I just said Joel T. Coleman, at least half of my audience went, woo! <laughs> yes, sir. Chase uh, says, I think they call that key ring utensil the what? Come on now. They don't call it that. You ain't getting me, Chase. They don't call it that. I am not reading that. I think, well, send me a link and prove it, and then I'll say it. Jason in Flagstaff says, I love Joel, Joel, Joel Coleman. He's not a homer like most uh, team beat writers and tells it like it is. I like him because he's a Braves fan. All right, here it is. Here it is. Somebody, you see that picture on the text line uh, from uh, Kevin, who's listening in Atlanta, Beaver? The original brass no-touch key tool, brass door opener, and button pusher. It looks like you can get it online. It has no particular name, but you can get it online for 13 bucks. Oh, it's made by a company called Riot Tactical. Anyway, it's pretty cool. There it is. All right, Chase, you sent me the image. I'm looking at it right now. It's called the Cootie Key. Why take chances when the solution is so simple, it says on the advertisement. The cootie key, simply put, is the key to germ-free living. The cootie key is antimicrobial, so it fights off the bacteria it touches for you. So you don't have to worry about scrubbing it down at the end of the day. That's what it says on Amazon. Appreciate the link, buddy. Thank you, Chase. I thought you were trying to get me to say the cootie key because it meant something else <laughs> and then true maroon says he'll come cut my grass because uh, he has a zero turn well i've cut my own dadgum grass i'll be honest with you true maroon i just there are certain things i believe in like mowing your own grass if you have time you're like well matt i happen to be a friend of yours and i know that at times you've paid people to come do yard work Every time that I've ever done it, it's because I didn't have time to do it because I'm working and I had to be somewhere else or I had to go somewhere else. But for instance, right now, I'm mowing my own grass. You know why? Because I have time. If you've got time, mow your own grass. I don't, I, don't, I don't have a whole lot of respect for these people that have plenty of time and their legs and back work just fine, yet they just are determined to not mow their own grass. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop preaching. I'm just kidding. The, the people, Beaver, that need this key that Chase sent us a picture of and like uh, Kevin sent us a picture of in Atlanta the, from Riot Tactical, the people that really need to get the first run of these things are the ones who are freaking out. I saw the funniest thing on Twitter today. This guy filmed himself wearing a mask and gloves, getting in his car, and he filmed it with his phone, pretending to absolutely be freaking out about the germs and the virus, and it is hilarious. Who wasn't wearing a mask? Who weren't wearing gloves? Some lady was standing five and a half feet away from me. I don't know what to do anymore. Who do I listen to? Do, do I listen to the experts on TV or the experts on Facebook? <laughs> What happened to Dr. Fauci? How come he's not in the news conference anymore? What did they do to Dr. Fauci? Oh, my God. Did, did a spaz?
life to a different planet. Oh my god. <laughs> I gotta come down. I, I gotta come down. Oh my god. Okay, and, and now he's taking off his mask and his gloves, right? In the car. She's not here. What do I do with the gloves and the mask? What if the virus is on these? How do I get rid of them? I don't want to throw them on the street. That's not nice. <laughs> I'll get rid of it later. All right, now he's touching the steering wheel. <laughs> I touched the steering wheel. What if the virus is on the steering wheel now? <laughs> the whole thing, the whole thing, I cannot watch it without cracking up. You know, and I'll be honest with you, during this whole virus thing, pandemic thing, I have not been angry until today. I, until today, I'm a little angry when it's really starting to hit home that I don't get to go to the SEC baseball tournament in Hoover that was supposed to take place next week. It's the thing that I look forward to in terms of this job, doing a radio show. It's the thing I look forward to the most every year is doing the show for a whole week, spending the week with my dad in Hoover, watching baseball for hours and hours and hours and doing two hours of radio every day from the Hoover Met. And I'm, I'm actually angry that I don't get to do it. Last year at one of the late games, I was sitting out there in the stands and uh, I posted a video on Twitter where I turned the phone on and I videoed questioning my dad who played baseball at small school Montevallo over in Alabama. He played baseball there in college back in the 70s. And I, I asked him about walk-up songs. When you played at Montevallo in the 70s, what would your walk-up song have been? Probably would have had to be that song, uh, Oh Lord, it's hard to be on but when you're perfect in every way. <laughs> oh Lord, it's hard, hard to be humble. Sing along. When you're perfect in every way. I hope my dad's watching this. I can't wait to look in the mirror. Cause I get better looking each day. This uh, song goes out to Chris Brooks. I must be a hell of a man Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble But I'm doing the best that I can What a great song. Dad says if he could have chosen one, that would have been his walk-up song <laughs> back, in the, <clears throat> back in the 1970s. I cannot believe that we don't get to go. We have no tournament to go to. All right, as promised, this is not an empty tease because I'm going to make good on it. Joe Buck, the voice of the NFL on Fox. Joe Buck said in an interview on SiriusXM's Andy Cohen Live that it is a done deal that the network is planning to use fake crowd noise and virtual fans on NFL telecasts this fall. Now, how do you feel about that as a fan? I want to know. You're going to turn on Joe Buck and Troy Aikman calling an NFL game. It will not be a full stadium. Maybe it's partial because of the distancing stuff and being careful. And Fox is going to give you fake crowd noise and virtual fans. As, you know, to make it seem normal. What, how do you feel about that as a fan? 
Because I believe, I really believe, it's not a right or a wrong, but I really believe there's two legitimate trains of thought here. One is, oh, that's a good thing because it's all about entertainment anyway. Never seen it before. I'll watch and want to see what virtual fans look like. How are they going to do it? What does fake noise sound like? You know, okay, that's one legitimate train of thought. But the other one is, all of this is historic. Everything we're living through and going through is a historic time. And historic, a historic time. (laughs) And I want to see what it looks like in reality. Show me reality. If the stands are empty, that's what I want to see. If they are six feet apart and distancing family to family like churches are doing, I want to see that. If it ain't as loud, that's reality. I want to hear what it actually sounds like. Don't give me fake crowd noise. See, I think both trains of thought right there are legitimate. Now, we see which one is going to kind of take over. Ricky, who's watching the, the live stream right now on Periscope, says, no, keep it real. I, I kind of, that's where I fall, is don't give me fake crowd noise. I want to see what it's really like. I'll still watch the game. Caleb also commenting on the Periscope live feed says, oh, man, let's go to Hoover anyway. Call up the city of Hoover. Get them to unlock the gates and the doors. Let us in. (laughs) Just sit there. (laughs) Let's make a road trip, Caleb. I'm serious. Just go and come back. Would that be stupid? I don't know. I just can't believe I don't get to go to the SEC tournament this year. I'm really going to miss it for a lot of selfish reasons. Hour one, rolling along here on this Thursday. Stay with me. back on the show some really cool things to read some feedback from some of y'all who are listening i want to get to that but first i want to clean this up i want you to hear it i said uh, earlier the story joe buck the voice of the nfl on fox gave this interview on sirius xm says it's a done deal they're going to use fake crowd noise in nfl broadcasts it's pretty much a done deal i think whoever's going to be at that control is going to have to be really good at their job and, and be realistic with how a crowd would react depending on what just happened on the field so it's really important and then on top of that they're going to put uh they're looking at ways to put virtual fans in the stands so when you see a wide shot it looks like the stadium's jam-packed huh they're going to do it, though. Going into this season coming up, and that comes with a huge asterisk, and hopefully there is a season. I, yeah. There's probably going to be a season in doing games with no fans, which uh, will be wow. difficult. I think Fox yeah. and these networks have to put crowd noise under us to, to make it as you normal do a that? viewing experience at home. Yeah, they're going to do it. Uh, a couple things here for you. This was interesting. Paul is watching the live stream on Periscope Twitter. I'm Radio Wyatt. He says, in the book, The Baseball, it tells about techniques to snag a baseball, a foul ball. One guy paid for the tickets for every seat in right field to get a foul ball there. 
And Paul said, maybe something like that would work for social distancing, right? You really want to go to a game, but you're don't want anybody sitting around you. We well, just buy all the seats. A little ridiculous, isn't it? Or, or walk around with a six foot pole, hold it out back, stay back. <laughs> you better, you, you better stay back. <laughs> Andy brought up the idea on Facebook on the live stream and says, you know, I mean, if a guy's smoking a cigar at the Masters, you can be 20 feet away and smell it. How come the virus can't go past six? I don't have the answers to all that. But I do find it very interesting. Hey, one TV note, Beaver, here's a tip of the cap to you. Because... I think you told me this yesterday or the day before yesterday. I don't remember. But anyway, it was on this day, May the 14th, 1998, when the final episode of Seinfeld aired on NBC. And get this. All right. So we all remember like they went to jail or whatever, like the final episode of Seinfeld. Final one. Big deal. Huge deal. This day, May the 14th, 1998. That's how long ago it was. Doesn't seem like it was that long. But the commercial time during the show was priced at $2 million for 30 seconds. How about that? That's like some of these radio shows on this station. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Beaver told me that yesterday, in fact, though. He goes, yeah, it was it was May the 14th. He gave me the heads up. I got w- some trivia for you. Let's have it. Do you remember the last conversation they had on the final episode in the jail well, cell? I, I don't remember the specifics. I can picture it in my head, visual memory here. I can see him in the jail cell. I just don't remember exactly what they said. It was George and Jerry, and they were having a conversation. Jerry looked. That top button is in the wrong place. I'm oh, at yeah. his shirt. And he's, they were talking about the top button being out of place. It should be lower and all that. That was also the first ever conversation that George and Jerry had in the pilot episode. Was it really? Yep. Full S- circle. Full circle. I did, I did not realize that. You got me wanting to go back and like watch those two things, the, the pilot and then the, the end and see. Really smart. I appreciate that. Beaver. Planet Pearl on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Walk on into that grocery store and say, Country Pleasing, please. They'll know what you're talking about. Planet Pearl says, Mowing my yard is my relaxation. It's therapeutic, and I will not allow anyone to touch my lawn mower or my yard. I've been doing it since I was 12 years old. (laughs) I'm with you, man. If you can, physically, and you have time, work hasn't taken over, sometimes it does, mow your own grass. Caleb on the Divinity Equipment phone line. What's up, Caleb? Not much, man. How about you? I'm still having withdrawals about uh, Hoover right now. I sure did enjoy getting to, uh, you know, co-host with you for, how, how many days did we do the, was it three or four days last year at the tournament i want to say we started on wednesday so that makes it 
three, I believe. Make it three. Wednesday, Thursday, that Friday. Was, that was back when we were doing it at 9 a.m. So we didn't even have a games going on until about halfway through the show. Yeah, and you know what, Caleb? Uh, for the, for those of you that don't recognize the voice, Caleb Hamill is who's called in here on the Divinity phone. And Caleb and I broadcast this show together at Hoover at the baseball tournament last year. And Caleb, I was going through some videos because I'm working on a piece for next week, and I was going through some video stuff that I'd shot on my phone last year, including a, a I sent out a tease for the show, and it was the morning after the 17-inning game. <laughs> and I said, on the video, I said, um, Caleb here, and I turned the camera over to you, and you just started nodding your head. I said he was here for every pitch of the longest game ever at the SEC tournament. And you were like, yep. Six hours and like 40-something minutes that game against LSU. You were there for all of it last year. I, I suffered from it, too. But, you know, that, that's, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. But uh, I, I wanted to call in, because you talked about Joe Buck and his uh, response about how they're going to pipe in crowd noise and all. One, I, I think there's a solution they could come up with maybe where they have a whole bunch of groups of fans that they pipe in the crowd noise to the broadcast. They can cut away to them on a touchdown and stuff, kind of like how they did with the uh, NFL draft and stuff. But I wanted to tell you, this is not something that's new. And uh, I owe this tidbit to uh, Sid Salter when he wrote his book for Jack Crystal. Okay. And Crystal, in an interview, talked about how when he used to do games for the Memphis Kicks, a lot of the times they would be on the road. And the only way that you would get information was not from Jack Crystal going to the away game, but from him reading off the Western Union ticker tape. Mm -hmm. And he would recreate the entire sound of the game from in his studio reading the ticker tape off. So he would tap his wallet for the sound of a ball hitting a glove, tap an aspirin can for the sound of a ball hitting the bat, and the crowd noise was on a turntable. He just turned the volume up on whenever something happened. Isn't that amazing? I, I would give anything to hear it, to see what it sounded like. You know, get my hands on a recording of that. And I guess, you know, back there in that day, Caleb, that wasn't all that unusual, right? No, and, and uh, he went on to talk about how, you know, the problem with a lot of these, you know, deep south, mid-south games was you have rain delays, and all of a sudden the Western Union ticker tape would just stop. And so you'd have to come up with something to talk about mm -hmm. and say there's a rain delay or just assume something. Right. Then you have to become full-on entertainer uh, at that point, learn how to think on your feet and, and talk on your feet. So, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, it's not the first time that a broadcast will have included something fake in it. Well, and I was thinking about sitcoms. You know, if you wanted to go over that bridge, Caleb, you know, Every episode of Home Improvement I've ever watched included fake laughter from a studio audience, right? This was filmed in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, but a lot of that laughter is piped in, in, in editing and stuff. And, you know, we're just used to it over time. We don't even question it now, right? Because it's just it's the way it is, and we just got used to it. And so even though the first game I watch this fall where they have piped in crowd noise, and it'll be weird, and I'll be able to tell if the fans are virtual. You give me about four or five years of that, or even four months of it, I'll probably be used to it by then and won't even care, right? I, and what do you yeah. think about that? We'll, we'll adjust. Well, the, the hardest thing is going to be the guy that is operating that 
system. No doubt. Because, you know, with home improvement, it's delayed. You mm-hmm. know, you have weeks, months to prepare that and get the laugh track just right. Whereas broadcast, you may have, you know, milliseconds to maybe you have up to a 10, 15 second delay that you might be able to react and do it. Well, I don't know what they're going to do, but that's up to the big guys to figure that out. Well, think you make a great point. All it takes is one time there's a big tackle, okay, and there's a targeting that involves a head injury, but we accidentally hit the huge cheer <laughs> as opposed to the, oh, we hit the button that has the huge ah, crowd noise, and that's all it's going to take is one time. But we're all going to have to understand and be less critical, I think, of these people doing the TV stuff. Right? Like, we're not going to hold them to this perfect standard, especially right out of the gates. But maybe, Caleb, since it's a professional league and not college, maybe they can practice on a few preseason games before they actually do the real thing. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, buddy. It's always good to hear your voice. Always good to hear from you, too. Have a good one. Yeah, man. You, too. Reservoir Dog on the uh, Country Pleasing text line said, Caleb's ticker tape story was awesome. Would also love to hear one of those recordings, knowing now what was going on. Man, if I could get my hands on one of those and hear what that sounded like. A young Jack Crystal recreating the crack of the bat and the smack of the glove and then broadcasting in between. That would be incredible. Hour two coming up. If everything goes according to plan, we'll talk baseball and the upcoming draft with Chris Lamonas. Stay with me. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.